Hi guys, it's Marcus here. Hey, knowledge is important to have, but without wisdom and understanding, it does very little good. Until we put knowledge into practice, we only have head knowledge, but no practical way to apply it to our lives. Discover with us in this episode this important truth. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus and Trisha, and we are the Messengers. Da, na, 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 na. See, I used royalty for music there. I didn't oh, know what that okay. was. I made it up, so yeah. hey, okay. nobody can say they own that, right? That's right. No copyright. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. So today we have a new episode for you today. We're going to be talking about... Wisdom and pride. There you go. How'd you know that? I'm good. No, it's on I the paper. know that thing. Well, it's on our notes. You're not supposed to tell oh, them sorry. that. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, we go by notes. Duh. Sort of. We don't know everything. Sometimes. It, it, we, can't, we can't keep our thoughts in a good... No Always, way. Yeah. So if Sometimes we put notes we, in front of us, then we have a, a better way of delivering the word to you, right? That's right. And these are notes that we've written. It's not like we're using somebody else's notes. Right. So these are royalty-free notes that we've written. <laughs> so, Everything's royalty-free today. It's so. not copywritten. So you can have, <laughs> you can use these notes as long right. as you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so All right. let's get into our episode. So before, we've already done an episode on the beginning of wisdom. So if you want to go back and search for that, that would be a good one to listen to. Yeah. But we'll just go ahead and say that we learned in that episode that we can have knowledge, but if we don't have understanding with it, then we don't really have true wisdom. Right. So let's look at Proverbs 2, verse 6. And this is out of the NIV. It says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. That's right. So God has it all. We need to just be listening to him. Yep. You know, Solomon asked for wisdom to lead the Israelites, and God gave it to him. But in Ecclesiastes, Solomon seems to be searching for not just wisdom, but understanding, too. So Ecclesiastes 7, verses 23 to 25, this again out of the NIV, it says this, All this I tested by wisdom, and I said, I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it? So I turned my mind to understanding, to investigate and to search out wisdom and the scheme of things, and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. That's right. I wouldn't want to understand that. No, well, you want to understand so you don't do it. Right. Because otherwise you might be doing it and you don't understand that you're doing it. Well, I've already done it enough in the past <laughs> where I know now, so that's I great. No, Sometimes you don't really know until after you've done <laughs> yeah, it. You, you got a point. Like, oh, you know what? That wasn't, that wasn't smart. Yep. It was a little <laughs> foolish. All right. So another topic, another group of people we can talk about are the Pharisees and Saul. They had the knowledge of the scriptures, but they didn't have the wisdom or understanding of them, which is crazy because they've studied them for so long. But what happened was they knew the scriptures, like we said, but the Pharisees had kind of put their own spin on them and that uh, they did that to give them an advantage or gain over the people, 
which was not right to do. But after Paul's conversion in Acts 9, 1 through 18, he knew he needed the wisdom of God and his plan above the scriptures that he'd been taught all his life. And we encourage you to go back through Acts 9, 1 through 18 and just read that for yourself. That's really interesting things. So Saul, who turned into Paul, uh, chose to gain that understanding by spending three years in the desert. Yeah. After his conversion, he went out and spent time with just God right. to gain his understanding and knowledge and things like that. So he had the wisdom. And one thing that we can kind of look at is the in a real world with the Pharisees, they had what we would call book knowledge today. Yes. But they didn't have real world knowledge. Like, you know, when you go to college or when you're in school and you learn something, you, you learn it from the book and you understand it. But until you go out and put it into action. Yeah. That's the thing is when you start. So. You can have the book knowledge all you want, but when you go out and put it into action, sometimes you're going to fail. You know, yeah. I know how to do this, but the book says to do it like this. It doesn't always work the same way. So you have to understand that when you do things in certain ways, when you get the, the knowledge of, of what you're doing better. So it's not just from the book. It's right. also from learning right. in the real world. And that happens, too, with the Bible. Even we can read the Bible and get a scripture or a knowledge of something and it's like, oh yeah, I know that. And then you go to use it or you don't understand it when, like you said, in the real world when right. it happens. So what we need to do is not just head know it, but heart know it. That's a great way of putting it as well. So, <laughs> yes. So Paul had learned how the wisdom of God was so important to live a rich and godly life. And you know, he shared the wisdom that he learned with the Romans. Right. So Romans 11:33, and this time we're going to read it out of the Amplified. It says, "Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and decisions, and how unfathomable and untraceable are his ways." That's awesome because when you stop to think about it, you don't understand God's ways, you mm -mm. know? We can't understand everything that he's doing because he's God, you know? And that's just our minds just aren't capable of thinking of right. all those things. So uh, we want to say that Paul shared this with all the people he talked to. Yeah. We just used this example from Romans 11. So godly wisdom is obviously good and beneficial to everyone who understands it. And we're going to go back to Solomon again, mm -hmm. and he gives us some more really good examples. Right, and these are out of Ecclesiastes. There's two of them, and both out of the NIV. The first one we're going to look at, though, is Ecclesiastes 7, verses 11 through 12. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. That's right. Right. So when you have it, it, it keeps you strong. When you, like, like we said, head know something, and then you heart know it, yeah. you don't usually forget it. It becomes like a way of life for you mm -hmm. because you grasp that and you totally understand it. You have wisdom in that area. Right. 
All right, so let's look at the second Ecclesiastes. This is going to be Ecclesiastes 8.1. It says, Who is like the wise, who knows the explanation of things? A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. Yeah. I know that when we understand things or have wisdom in a certain area, it just it makes you happy. You know, it makes yeah. you you understand and it, it just brightens your day and brightens your face like it says. It's it's a good thing. <laughs> so let's go on to pride. Pride does not mix with wisdom at all. No. And we're going to talk about some Proverbs that kind of shines a light on that stuff. All right, so Proverbs 11, verse 2 out of the NIV says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. That's right. And then Proverbs 8, verse 12 through 14 out of the NIV also says, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. That's awesome. And it is so true. We encourage you to go back and read a lot of the Proverbs because a lot of them do deal with wisdom. Right. And there's a proverb for every day, isn't there? There is. Yeah. (laughs) We like to do that. Since there's 31 Proverbs, we read the proverb of the day. I do that every morning before I do anything else. And then it kind of gets you going and it, it makes you remember things and it can give you stuff to work throughout your day. Right. So that's really neat how it reads one day. And if you have 30 days in a month, you can read the 31st too. It's not going to hurt you to read two chapters <laughs> of Proverbs. <laughs> we need to always be seeking godly counsel and that leads to wisdom. And that comes through people that we know such as pastors or teachers or evangelists you know things like that the ones that are telling the truth (laughs) um but spreading the word through the bible you know we can receive godly counsel so that's just important and here we see that with pride there is no wisdom none none and this is found in proverbs 13 verse 10 out of the niv so where there is strife there is pride But wisdom is found in those who take advice. That's right. So we often talk about watching your words. That is Mm -hmm. something that we do a lot. Because words can build up and words can just tear down everything. In Proverbs 14, we're going to look at this specifically. And it shows us how the wise are protected by their words. And this is, like she said, Proverbs 14, verse 3 out of the NIV. A fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. That's right, and that's important. We need to, that's another reason we need to watch our words, is to be protected from from evil and from the enemy. Yeah. So when we have godly wisdom in our lives, it shows. When we're walking with Christ at the center of our lives, our actions and deeds should reflect that. (laughs) They should reflect that. So one of the greatest experiences we can have as Christians is for people to acknowledge us as Christians simply based on the way we act and speak. That's powerful when people start seeing that in you without you having to wear like a cross or yeah. a Christian shirt or have stuff at your desk or at your, at your school, whatever you write down, you know. 
if people can see that you are a believer and you don't have any of that stuff, the outwardly stuff, they can see the inwardly part of you, then that right there is when you, when you know you're you're living the right way. That's right. And we love the t-shirts and the things. Yeah. The crosses and stuff like that. Those aren't bad things, but the, the reminders as you know, long especially as the cross. As long as they're not meant to be just showing. Right. And the, the opposite is true. People so many times say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a believer. And then they do all these things that are totally right. it, against that. And then people are like, well, if they're a Christian, if they're sick, yeah. if they're sad, if they're miserable, I don't want to be a Christian. Yeah, you got to be real careful about what you say. You got, Like we said, we have to be careful about the words that come out of your mouth. Because, yeah. you know, I've got people that I know in our church that, <clears throat> you know, they come to our church, you know. They come to church faithfully. But then they start posting stuff on Facebook with, like, words that are not building up, that yeah. are tearing down, or, or even bad words. I mean, I've seen some people that claim to be Christians that, that just curse their heads off yeah. on Facebook or Twitter or, what, or yeah. whatever social media outlet they have. And it's just sad because what it does is it says to the world, okay, they said they're a believer, but now they're showing that they're, they're not, you know, is that what a believer does? Yeah. You know, and it just it, it tears other believers up and it tears them down because, yeah. you know, it makes the world think that we're all the same. Yeah. Yeah, they have no idea. When people see you acting in wisdom and doing godly things just to do them because you are that way. You have Christ in you. You're showing people that and they acknowledge you mm -hmm. um, with that. That's just, that's amazing. And that's what we all should be doing. And what I thought was really cool the other day at work was I was walking in the hall where I work at and this lady just, she always says, hey, how you doing? And I always am, you know, positive. And I just said, oh, I'm doing great. How you doing? And she just, and it, and it wasn't just that one day, you know, it's always, I always say I'm doing great yeah. because I feel great. Yeah. And she just said, you know, I just love your attitude. I cannot get enough of it. <sighs> and I thought that was really cool. You know, you yeah. know, it's just like, you know, you have a, you can have an effect on somebody just by your words. That's Amen. right. Amen. Yeah. So James had this wisdom in the Bible, and so he and he shared it with other people in the New Testament. And right. James is actually the brother of Jesus, right. who did not believe in Jesus <laughs> and was not happy with him when they were growing up. But after Jesus died, then he gained this wisdom, and he understood in his heart. Right. So he was able to share with others. I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the Holy Spirit, too. Yeah. So we're going to look at James 3, verses 13 through 18, and this is out of the NIV. And the heading for this is two kinds of wisdom. So keep that in mind. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, 
impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That's right, and it's so true. It says over and over in the Bible, and we can see it, you reap what you sow. Yeah. And that is not just a, you do bad, you get bad. <laughs> it's not. It's it's so much more of, if you sow goodness, if you sow true peace, if you sow true love, then then you will reap that in return. Well, and a lot of it has to do with where your heart is. Yeah. If your heart is truly into that, then there's, there's changes that will occur. That's right. You know? That's right. So to truly gain wisdom, we need to ask God what he would have us do, and then we need to listen to what he tells us. That's very important. Um, when you pray, you need to also listen to what God has to say. We need to gain knowledge and to get the understanding of it. And that will lead us to wisdom and truth. God is always willing to answer us when we ask for help. He wants that, you know. He needs us to ask for help so we can, so that he can help us in our lives. So don't let pride get in the way. Open your heart and just seek God. And just like Solomon, God longs to teach you all of his wisdom. That's right. Amen. That's great. We just thank you guys so much for listening today. Yeah. And we hope that this has been a blessing to you, that you learned something. And, uh, you know, let us know. Yeah. Uh, go to our website, themessengersradio.com. And you know, just check out our site. We've got a lot of uh, different things on there. We've got, you know, our past episodes from, we've got a couple years worth up there. Yeah. We have some... Uh, royalty-free dramas now these are dramas that trisha wrote yeah and that we had people come in and help record these and we've got a lot of different things up there you know we have all of our social medias we yeah. have people's testimonies testimonies yes we, we got do. some people's testimonies up there that man if you haven't heard those you really need to listen to those yeah download them put them on your put them on a flash drive or a cd and listen to them in your car it's they're awesome these, these people's testimonies are awesome and we hope to have a lot more soon mm-hmm. but uh, this being the end of the episode, we always make sure we give you, the listener, uh, if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you're like me, you re- received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you fell back into the world. And that's how it was with how it was with for me. You know, I made a decision, and then I had nobody to disciple me. I had nobody there to teach me, and you know, I fell back into the world, and I had to come back to God, but I had to come to my senses first. Yeah. I had to realize, uh, well, you know what? I'm back in the world. What am I doing here? So if you've done that, you know, it's not too late. God is always there waiting for you, whether you have strayed away or you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's there waiting for you with open arms, regardless of what your situation is. You don't have to get right with God before you come to Him. You're right with God because of Jesus Christ and not because of what you've done. So don't put yourself in the way. Jesus, he's taken care of all of it. He's made a way for you to come to God anytime, any day, day or night, 24-7. He's there waiting for you with open arms. So choosing to receive Jesus, though, is the most important decision that you will ever make. This is what God's Word promises, and we're going to look at Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, and also Romans 10, verse 13. So 9 through 10 says this, that if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and will believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, 
you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Does that make sense? So this kind of wraps it up right here, Romans 10, 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's said, awesome. It says whoever. It doesn't mean you have to get right with God first. It means that whoever, you, wherever you are, you can call upon the name of the Lord and you can be saved right now. You can change your eternal address. It's that simple. So by the grace of God, he has done everything to provide salvation. Your part is simply to believe and to receive. It's not that hard. You know, so many people think that you have to get right with God first, but you don't. You just have to believe and receive what we're about to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to pray this out loud, but I also want you to believe in your heart that this, that what you're saying is true. Do not let anybody tell you any different. You need to believe this in your heart and really take a hold of this. And then you need to get involved in the Bible. You need to start reading it. You need to start asking questions when you don't understand it. You need to get into a good Bible-believing church with other people that are going to help you grow. And we will help you with questions if you need to also. Uh, so you can always email us. But I want you to pray this out loud with me. Say, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. How exciting is that? I know if, if you just prayed that, you know, there is a bunch of people, a bunch of angels in heaven that are actually just, they're partying right now. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I know that every time somebody gives their life to, to Jesus and receive him, there is just a party going on because yes. that person has made an eternal decision. That's right. So the very minute that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And that means that you've been born again and there is a brand new you. Yay! Congratulations. So, but we would love to hear from you if you have made that decision or you've rededicated your life back to God uh, and to Jesus. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you. We'd love to help disciple you, uh, send some information. If you got questions, we'd love to help you there. So go to our website, though, like I said, www.themessengersradio.com. And if you want to contact us, you can uh, click on the Contact Us button, and then you can fill that little form out. And once you submit that, it'll go to both Trisha's email and my email. Yes. We are so excited. Uh, if you have made that decision, let us know. We just want to rejoice with you. Yes. So amen. Amen. All right. So until next episode, we hope you guys have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening. That's right. We love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Was today's show a blessing to you? We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at themessengersradio.com.